Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And first things first, before any before we go any further, we would like to welcome in a new audience over there in Rochester. New York's Radio 95.1, welcome on to VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joining you guys, and great to have an amazing guest list for tonight as we're going to be talking a lot of football. It's out our number one. We're going to be heading down to one of the best casinos that you're going to find in Las Vegas. As We're going to be joined by Dwayne Colucci. He does a great job over at the Rampart Race and Sportsbook. We're going to get a behind-the-counter scenes of what all happened today. Was it a good day, a bad day, or... Sort of indifferent for the books, and also be talking to Dave Tooley in about 15 minutes. He does great work here at the network as he tracks darn near every betting market in the world in terms of how the overs and the unders are going, what we're seeing in terms of underdogs, trends, and I know that he's got a few systems that he's got a few plays for Monday and beyond on as well. So we're going to be joined by him in our number one, and then in our number two, David Baker, professional poker player that also won the Westgate Super Contest a few seasons ago. He's going to be joining me in studio. We're going to get his takeaways from week three, and we're going to turn it forward, take a look at some games for week four, and then in our number three, Megan Payton. She does a great job as a sports reporter, doing a great job covering the game of football. She's going to be joining me. We're going to recap what we saw in game three, or in week three, and then we're going to turn it forward to week four and see if we can get a little bit of a Monday night football pick as well as it was a... Fascinating day in the NFL, so we're going to be talking about it all throughout the night and 
here in segment number one. Just want to give my big takeaway from what we got in NFL Week 3. And I think the biggest thing for me is right now, it feels like there is a changing of the guard finally in the NFL in terms of these young quarterbacks. Because we've been trying to take a look at it for a very long time. We thought that, oh, perhaps the insert your year for the NFL draft class here was going to be when things really turned around and we got out some of the old guard. And obviously, year by year, we've gotten out guys like Tom, or not Tom Brady, but Peyton Manning. We got out Drew Brees a few years ago. And for the longest time, it's really been those guys along Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers have been sort of the stalwarts of the NFL coming along Patrick Mahomes a few years ago. But it feels like now the guys like Tom Brady, dare I say, Aaron Rodgers, they're sort of getting phased out right now, and we're seeing that new crop of quarterbacks coming through. And the reason why I say this is you just take a look at what we got in the game between the Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 14-12. to 12. This was a total that typically is reserved for, shall we say, lesser quarterbacks, hovering right around about a 42 or so, and didn't even approach a total. Aaron Rodgers didn't play horribly, but he did have that interception, and for Tom Brady, just a case of which he had to take what the defense gave him. He threw for a touchdown. He won 31 of 42. So once again, I mean, I think that would be unfair to say that Tom Brady played poorly by any stretch of the imagination, but he also had his wide receivers put the ball on the ground three times. Rashad Perryman fumbles twice. Russell Gage fumbles as well. Now, fortunately for Perryman, one of those fumbles got recovered, but he was just dealing with a little bit of a, shall we say, skeleton crew without Mike Evans and, and it really does go to show that typically with a lot of these quarterbacks, they are just as good as the personnel around them are. But I think that many of you guys might be thinking, man, I think you left out a quarterback or two in terms of that sort of coming before some of the younger guys that are coming up. They are sort of there as well. And that would be the MVP award winner in Lamar Jackson. I will get to him in a minute. But now we're seeing the rise of sort of these younger quarterbacks. And now they're beginning to unseat the guys like Aaron Rodgers, like Tom Brady. And by that, I mean Jalen Hurts, who goes out, has an absolutely incredible week as the Philadelphia Eagles, one of the lone undefeated teams remaining in the NFL. They get a very easy win over the Commanders as Jalen Hurts, big question with them coming into the NFL was how was he going to be able to do from the pocket? You know what? 340 yards and three touchdowns. That'll certainly fly as he also did have other quarterbacks that they did not blossom as you did have one of the younger guys in Justin Herbert have a relatively, shall we say, rocky week. But that said, I think that we can all agree that Justin Herbert dealing with the rib injury, a little bit unfair to judge him. But also, you know, who's coming up that I feel like got forgotten about because he was coached by just a complete and utter buffoon last season. That'd be Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, a massive game for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And no question, he benefited a little bit from the LA Chargers not firing all cylinders, not being themselves on offense, not just because Justin Herbert was hurt, but take a look at that offensive line. Boy, that was not terrific, but I think we are quick to forget that Trevor Lawrence was the number one overall pick when we're talking about these guys taking that big leap forward in terms of year two quarterbacks. I feel like we probably gave guys like Justin Fields along Davis Mills a little bit too much love just because they just are in a circumstance where there's not a lot around them for them to be able to take that next step forward. Meanwhile, there is a little bit more with Trevor Lawrence than perhaps meets the eye as the Jacksonville Jaguars now find themselves at 2-1. And, and 
when it comes to that new age of quarterback, it is very much a case where some of these guys, they may not necessarily have a lot around them, but they are showing flashes. We saw that with Kyler Murray last week. It was a rough week this week for the Arizona Cardinals, but I feel like you can't necessarily pin a ton of that on Kyler Murray. Didn't throw for any touchdowns this week, but once again, was able to keep it turnover free. He was dealing with a running back in James Conner that he's been a little bit banged up as well. He was able to hit up Hollywood Brown for 140 yards and 14 catches, but when it comes to just this new day and age in the NFL as well, what I also think is very much being identified is there's a very clear divide between the haves and the have-nots as well. I feel like in the NFL a few seasons ago, you certainly did have that when you would have backup quarterbacks coming in, but I feel like it's becoming more and more demonstrative by the year. Like, you take a look at the New York Giants, for example. They're going to be trotting out there in Monday Night Football, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, and I feel like he just still has not been able to develop for this team, a guy that should not have been drafted where he was a few years ago, and the Giants, they've been paying for their sins a little bit. Now, the Giants, they are currently 2-0. We shall see if Daniel Jones is able to keep this going because overall for the season, not a bad start. Three touchdowns to an interception, not necessarily lighting the world on fire, but He's done exactly what has been asked of him, not make any sort of boneheaded decisions, just take what the defense is giving him, completing right around 71% of his passes. So thus far, not too bad. Still have my question marks with him, and I do think that it is very fair to have your question marks with a lot of guys as well. Like coming into the week, you saw Jalen Hurts in terms of odds to win MVP at 10-1, to and I felt like that was too low on him and heck. If they relisted anything lower than 10 to 1, I still think that that is going to be too low on him because I still want to see a little bit more from Jalen Hurts. He's been progressing and progressing and progressing, but there's a big difference between being able to light it up in week two, week three of the NFL season and being able to sustain that for a full 17 weeks. We see it just all across sports and we see it heck in the NFL. The Arizona Cardinals, I was alluding to Kyler Murray a minute or two ago. They're so infamous because the last few seasons, they have started out very strong, and then at the end, it just has a precipitous falloff. Part of this could be due to durability. Part of this could be due to coaching, and matter of fact, I do think that a lot of it is due to coaching as well, and with Cliff Kingsbury, shall be interesting to see what happens there. And speaking of coaching, that has a lot to play with quarterbacks as well. We always love to give shall we say, very decisive thoughts on a quarterback as to how they are performing very early on during their career, but I think forgotten about by many people is what sort of a situation did they go to? Now, this is obviously something that doesn't apply to 2022, but you're able to go back, heck, even 20 years ago. David Carr, he failed with the Houston Texans, but was that necessarily all his fault, or was it because the Houston Texans, they were a, they were a franchise that had just gotten started they were, I believe that David Carr was his, their number one overall pick in terms of the franchise's history. They had him just get fed to the wolves because there was no offensive line around him. And you can say that right now about a quarterback that many of us are thinking is having a little bit of a fall off. We're seeing all the let Russ cook memes out there and it is Russell Wilson and it's been a rough go of it for him. But how much do you blame on Russell Wilson? How much do you blame on Nathaniel Hackett who, he actually made a smart move, in my opinion, over the weekend. And the Denver Broncos, if you took them on the money line, if you took the point, point and a half that you were able to get with them, you were able to get the job done in a game that 
well, it looked like it should have been Big Ten football that was on NBC. We're not going to be getting that for two years, but it felt like we got a nice sneak peek here tonight. I'm utilizing Kevin Sweeney at CBB Central Suite on that one, but when it comes down to it with Russell Wilson, I do think that he's sort of the deficitary of bad coaching. Meanwhile, there are so many guys that time and time again, they're the beneficiaries of good coaching as well. So I do feel like there is a little bit of a changing of the guard at the quarterback spot. As of right now at DraftKings, I am not seeing relisted odds to be able to win MVP, but I think that it shall be interesting to see how it shakes out because coming into the week, it was Josh Allen who was really standing alone at number one. The guy that I liked at Lamar Jackson, he was finding himself a little bit south of 10 to 1. And if you're able to get south of 10 to 1 on Lamar Jackson, I do think that you're getting relatively solid value. And for those of you guys out there, the worst beat on Sunday, it did not come in the NFL. Well, if you watch the Sunday Night Football game, that was a relatively bad beat as well. So there is that. But got to give about 45 seconds of shine to something that you're just not going to see very often in general. Anyone that had the Seattle Mariners and the Kansas City Royals game, and I recognize Sundays are for football, and, well, there's about, like, 25 of us that are still betting on baseball. I'm one of them. I love baseball. I was in on all this action. So if you, like me, were betting on a lot of baseball, you felt this one. Anyone that had the Seattle Mariners on Sunday, you have the right to complain. They blew a nine-run lead in the sixth inning as the Kansas City Royals scored an 11 spot on them. I will probably be venting on that in future days on my baseball betting podcast, the baseball betting show, which you're able to subscribe to wherever you get your podcast. And a man that does a great job of covering baseball, football, and so much more is going to be joining me next. Dave Tooley of VEASAN. He's coming up on the other side right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zikazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and expect. 
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Castrol Edge can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $36.99. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Horse racing fans, First Bet wants to invite you to their free sweepstakes to win a trip to Santa Anita Park from October 6th through the 9th. The grand prize package includes airfare, hotel, tickets to the races, plus a $1,000 betting voucher from First Bet. Head on over to vsan.com slash horses now to register as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joined by Dave Tooley. Does amazing work at the network. He tracks just everything that we see in darn near every sports betting market. I know that he's got a little NFL and a little baseball for us here tonight. And Dave, always a pleasure to have you aboard, my friend. Thank you. Oh, great to be here. Yeah, obviously, great time of year with uh, NFL Week 3 and heading into the uh, baseball playoffs coming up soon. Absolutely. And Dave, let's start here. Just before we get into any picks for Monday night and beyond, just what did you make out of what we saw in week three of the NFL? Because it felt like, well, let's call it what it is. The games weren't quite as exciting as we saw in week two. And a trend that just continues to linger is that these offenses look relatively pedestrian this season. Yeah, the uh, especially in primetime games, uh, the, the unders are seven and two. But, uh, but yeah, we, uh, we've seen the, uh, the unders and the underdogs doing, doing great. Uh, the, the underdogs today went nine four and one against the spread. Uh, the Browns covered as a favorite on Thursday night, so nine five and one overall for the week. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you'll have to wink a little bit how how the books did. Um, I'm, they usually do pretty well when the when the dogs do well. But the uh, consensus top five consensus plays in the uh, super contest went four and one, and in Circus Sports Million went three and two. So uh, that that usually means the players are doing pretty well. So. It'll be interesting to see what Dwayne says. Yep, no question. With the Baltimore Ravens being able to come through, that was good for the players. The Cincinnati Bengals were a popular pick. They were able to get the job done as well. You did some, see some contrarian teams like the Indianapolis Colts as a home underdog. They got done, but the Philadelphia Eagles, well, there weren't too many people that were willing to take the commanders. I was one of them. I feel like a moron for betting on Carson Wentz, so there was that aspect of it, but... I know that, Dave, we've got one other game that is remaining for Monday. I know that you've got a little bit of a play on it between the Dallas Cowboys and the Giants. Giants right now, one-point favorite totals, anywhere between 39 and 39 and a half. Where are you going to be looking at in terms of Monday Night Football? Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting you mentioned the home dogs, and a lot of times when the dogs do well, it is because of home underdogs. But they, they were just 5-4 uh, and four against the spread today. Actually, road dogs were 4-0-1. Oh, <laughs> the Texans getting the push on the closing number of plus three against the Bears. So it was actually the Road Dogs that did, uh, did the best today. And, and that's where I'm going to go on Monday night. Um, I like the Cowboys at the Giants. 
Uh, Lane currently uh, Cowboys plus one. Um, we saw last week the, the Cowboys stepped up with Cooper Rush. I don't, I don't think it's really that huge of a drop off from uh, from Prescott to to Rush. I think you know if this game was uh, if Prescott was playing, this line line would have been around three and a half, which was uh, the advance line on this. Cowboys minus three and a half on the road. Now now getting a point uh, doesn't make sense to me. So yeah, I'm on the uh, the road dog here with Cooper Rush. Yep, and what I'm curious about as well is how the juice moves on this game as well because if you're looking to bypass a point, taking a look at that money line, the difference between getting something like even money and minus 105, and I know that some books, they'll just sometimes just offer minus 110 on the money line as well. There's just no point in that. If you'd be laying a minus 110 money line, you might as well take the point if you are all aboard the Dallas Cowboys or vice versa. If you're looking at the New York Giants rather than just laying a point, you might as well just take that money line at minus 110. You're not really paying a lot of juice either. So I always think that these games where it involves a one-point spread have a little bit of a conundrum there, but a little bit less of a conundrum here. I know that there's one look at line in terms of week four that you're looking at, and that would be the Titans and the Colts. Both of these teams able to get up off the mat after they had relatively rough starts to the season, and for the Colts, they're finding themselves as three-and-a-half-point favorites pretty much everywhere except DraftKings. DraftKings has dropped this to a three, but most of the market still seeing a three and a half. Where are you looking at in terms of Titans versus Colts for Week Four? Yeah, I, I think if you, you know, I think you should people should bet it now if you want the plus three and a half because, like you said, DraftKings already down to three, so um, this might be coming down. But I, I, I see this game is a pretty much a pick on a coin toss. I, again, the Titans and Colts, Colts both stepped up today to get wins. Um, Titans the first of the year, and the Colts are their first win with the uh, with the tie against the Texans. Also, so it is a key key game in the in the AFC South as they're chasing the uh, Jaguars <laughs> in the standings. But uh, but yeah, I, again, I, I think you know Derrick Henry is obviously running running well. Tannehill is better today. Yeah, I just think you know getting the getting the hook there on the plus three and a half is is the play tonight. And yeah, it might not be there in the morning. And we always talk about the NFC East in recent years being the NFC least. Well, I do think that the AFC South, when it's all said and done, they might have that moniker of being the worst division in football this season. But hey, at least one of those teams has to go to the playoffs. So we shall see what happens there. And Dave, I know that you also do a great job of taking a look on the front of baseball. I know that top of the mind right now is a lot of the NFL, and that'll be coming up much, much more on the show as well. But I do think that baseball deserves a little bit of love because... About 10 days from now, we're going to be getting postseason baseball. And I know that you've done a great job with regards to your first five system in Major League Baseball. And I know that you're looking at it for a pair of games. So take me through what you're looking at in terms of a, albeit small slate, of MLB baseball for Monday. Yeah, very small slate. But actually, we get the uh, Sunday night baseball teams uh, wheeling back and playing on Monday. So I'm going to fade both of those. Uh, yeah, the Yankees beat the Red Sox uh, Sunday night, two nothing in a rain-shortened game, uh, called after six innings. But uh, so the the result stands, but the over/under and run line are refunds. But yeah, the Toronto plus five against the Yankees. I didn't see a number before we went on the air, air here, but uh, Gossman's going against Severino, and so again, it, it's more of a, again, it's more of a fate of the Yankees coming off the Sunday night game. But uh, obviously, Blue Jays and uh, I go to Gossman and I like them. And then the Orioles, uh, first five uh, at the Red Sox. Again, fading the Red Sox for starting Seabold, who's 0-3 to 
10.47 ERA and a 2.20 whip uh, against Lyles. So, yeah, I think the Orioles are my play there. I would, I would normally fade uh, the Guardians, um, you know, after clinching the AL Central, if you, if you saw the highlights of them celebrating with the champagne in the, in the, in the locker room. But, unfortunately, they're not playing Monday. So, uh, the, the fade doesn't usually work as well a few days later. And I tried that with the Houston Astros last week as well. And, of course, that's the night in which Shane McClanahan comes out. He has a little bit of an injury. He has to go out of the game. And even if he didn't, the Rays scored as many points as the two of us as well. So that was not necessarily a lot of fun. But I always do try to take a look at sort of that angle as well. And then we've got our Monday Day Baseball or our Sunday Day Baseball angle as well. Teams that have played on Sunday and then they have to play on Monday. They have went 11-17 and 17 this year, and guess who is playing on Sunday Day Baseball? Two teams are going to be doing battle on Monday in the Yankees, who are going to be taking on the Blue Jays, the Boston Red Sox, and the Baltimore Orioles are going to be going at it as well. So that's something that I'm going to be taking a look at, and Dave, always love taking a look at all the great work that you are doing. You do a great job covering the game of baseball, covering the NFL, when it's NBA, NHL season, I know that you're going to be doing a great job with all of the splits as well, and always appreciate your time here on the Greg Peterson Experience. Thank you so much for joining me. All right, great. Have a great week, everyone. And Dave does absolutely amazing work here at the network of taking a look at so many things, and something else that's able to help you out as well, Josh Applebaum. He does absolutely great work at the network as well. He does a great job going through the nitty-gritty. He discusses all the line movement, injuries, what you need to know before you make your bets on the VEASAN Daily Morning Bets podcast as well. You're able to subscribe to that wherever you get your podcasts and something that we were talking about with Dave as well because we were touching upon the fact that some of these look-at numbers, they are going to be moving a little bit. We were mentioning the Titans and the Colts game as that is currently at a 3.5 in a lot of spots, but we saw that move at DraftKings at 3, and I think that is very important that if you're listening to this right now, especially if you're li- listening live, just take a look at the numbers right now because there is going to be some movement within the market, and this could be a good time to be able to pick off some of these numbers because we saw just this last week in general in the NFL, the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins game, it would, when it's all said and done, shrink back more towards that opener of right around four to four and a half, but we saw a lot of movement midweek where that wound up going to like a six to a six and a half. The uh, San Francisco 49ers and the Denver Broncos game, you might have had a very, very different outcome if you bet this early because if you had bet on Sunday night when Jimmy G was just put in as the starter for the San Francisco 49ers, you were able to get them as an underdog. Game lands on one. The San Francisco 49ers who open up in a lot of spots right around about a three-point underdog by the time Sunday night football had happened, that had shrunk a little bit, but you would have at the very least been able to get a push rather than taking the L if you lay right around a point, point and a half, like you got on the closing number as well. So I always do think that that is a very important exercise to take a look at in the game of football. And when it comes to booking the game of football, you are better than Dwayne Colucci. He does great work over at the Rampart Race and Sportsbook and just one of the most friendly men in general in all of in this entire industry. And he's going to be joining me next, taking us through how week three of the NFL went for the books here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Good 
Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go-to sportsbook for every line, boost, and special. Lace them up for week three with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance. A touchdown insurance is offered every Sunday all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, you get your stake back. It's a free bet of up to $25, and all throughout the season on Sunday Night Football, if you wager on a player to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football, you get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app as it's a whole new game. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, and it is great to be joined by Dwayne Colucci. Does a great job as the Race and Sportsbook Director over at the Rampart. And Dwayne, hopefully you had a great Sunday, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you, Greg. Uh, I really appreciate it. And it, it was a great Sunday. It was exciting. A lot of games uh, came down to the last minute or so. And definitely a profitable weekend, once again, for the books. You know, uh, a lot of weird outcomes. You see line moves, Greg, you know, but those are the initial sharp reaction when they come in with the straight bets. And, you know, it seems like the public had a good weekend, but then you start taking into consideration the fan favorite teams like the Raiders, the Chiefs, and the Parlays, and taking those down, the teasers, etc. And the general public money usually outweighs the sharp money because there's such handle and volume and ticket right on those, uh, you know, uh, local action, as we call it. So it was definitely a profitable weekend. Saturday was good. Sunday was massive. And I want you to take me through this one because we were talking about this a little bit off air, and I'm just so curious by it because typically you don't see a line pinball the way that this one did between the Jaguars and the Chargers because for much of the week, it was the Chargers being a seven-point favorite. This comes down very, very late Friday into Saturday down to the Chargers being about a three to three and a half point favorite. And then Justin Herbert has announced that he is going to be full go. This closes at a lot of books at a six and a half. And well, not only did the LA Chargers not cover the spread, they didn't even come close. They got blown up by 28 points. And I have to imagine that a lot of people at Dovin late, well, they took a dive. Yeah, definitely, Greg. You know, they were betting teasers and Paul A's. Uh, you know, you figure that Herbert is such a value to the line, and you kind of knew he was banked up, whether he had a shot or not. You saw the end of that game last week. He was definitely, uh, you know, carrying himself low. Uh, credit to him. I mean, he had a solid game, 297 yards and a touchdown, but their defense was non-existent in the second and third quarter. And Lawrence definitely came to play one of his best games so far as a pro. I believe he threw for three touchdowns touchdowns and over 250 yards. Robinson had 100 yards rushing and, uh, you know, they just put together a great defensive effort to shut down Herbert. He was getting knocked around. The running back, Eckler, was shut down totally. Michelle actually had, uh, you know, more yards than him. And they definitely were searching for themselves, the Chargers. And now you're looking at a team that's one and two with possibly the best quarterback in the NFL banged up. It's going to be tough now for the Chargers and this West that we felt, the AFC uh, West that was going to be such a strong, strong division is now showing a lot of holes. You see Denver had a lot of trouble tonight. Uh, they eked out a victory. Mahomes went down this week, which was a, a total shock. And you're seeing definitely the Raiders having massive trouble as well as the Los Angeles Chargers, who I felt would be at the top of the division. So this Herbert injury starts to uh, linger, Greg. It's going to be a tough road for the Chargers, who were definitely one of the fan favorites in, in 
in the Super Bowl market, the win total market, and the AFC West market. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. It's only week three, so I don't put all my eggs in one basket. But this division that was so highly touted is now looking like it's a boundary. Yep, it certainly is. And it's a division that in general just has not lived up to the billing to this point. And also, I want to get your take on this as well, because as we know, the book's They really do rely upon a lot of these parlays and teasers getting just squashed. But how good has it been that the unders have been coming through this season? Because this was honestly the worst week for unders, but yet they went eight and six on Sunday. Unders have been hitting at darn near 60 plus percent this season in the NFL. And I have to think that that has to be a very good thing for you because you get a lot of people in there. They're cheering for points, not for three and outs. Yeah, definitely, Greg. And tonight's game was a perfect example. You know, that definitely swayed most of the money going under here with Denver and under. You know, you figure that it's going to be a flashy, high-scoring game with Jimmy G out there, you know, uh, Samuel, those guys. And you figure that uh, definitely Russell Wilson would get back on track. But he had a horrible game. Jimmy G turned the ball over several times. I believe San Francisco had about four turnovers tonight. And they were bad turnovers, you know. So when you see a lot of turnovers and you're not seeing that flashy offense, it definitely plays into the sportsbook hands. And, uh, you know, the Chiefs being shut down, that was a low-scoring game. You only saw 37 points there. And you kind of figured the Colts would be the team that wouldn't score after being shut out last week. But we're seeing a lot of unders, definitely. That's a great point. The Bills and Dolphins, another game. You figure it's going to be a high-scoring affair, uh, especially with Buffalo having the defensive liabilities going into the game. I believe four or five starters were injured going into that game and you see a low scoring game a 40 point total and uh, yeah definitely that helps us out because he you know the public is looking for certain teams to really excel and score a lot even in the Bengal Jet game you know you figured uh, Bengals might put up 40 but they didn't they had trouble scoring and the Jets kept it you know within their own realm and the Jets you know they're not going to score so yeah great point Greg the unders are helping the bookmakers especially with these parlays and knocking certain certain, uh, you know, bets, exotic bets down. Still so weird to see a game involving Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady have a total of 42. And not only did the over not hit, the over didn't come close. So I'm sure that that was pretty solid for you guys as well. And what else is going to be relatively solid is what we're going to be seeing on Monday Night Football. I know that you've got a little bit of fandom with the Dallas Cowboys, and we've seen this line move in favor of the Dallas Cowboys. They open up in a lot of spots right around a four-point underdog. I know that you guys over at the South Point and also the Rampart open this more around a three at Gone Gaming, and now we have seen this come down to one across the board, total being between 39 and 39 and a half. And what sort of action have you guys been seeing, and how much are you guys going to need either the Giants or the Cowboys in this one? Well, there's a lot of betting to be uh, seen in this game. The initial reaction was take the Cowboys with the field goal or more, which I believe is smart. A lot of people are waiting, Greg, for the Giants to lose. They played over their head thus far, and I think Dallas has that type of defense that could shut down Saquon and definitely Daniel Jones. And uh, The Cowboys' defense has been really solid this year, if you look at it. They shut down Cincinnati, who has a very flashy offense, three great wide receivers, a good running back, Joe Burrow leading that team, and you saw Dallas was able to stay within themselves. Uh, you know, Diggs was unbelievable in the secondary. Mike is amazing. 
and Dallas definitely could bring a lot of pressure to Daniel Jones. And touching upon, like you said earlier, you know, I felt Tampa Bay's defense was going to definitely dictate the game against Green Bay. And I believe this is a similar matchup where you're going to see the defenses really come into the forefront because the, both the quarterbacks are lacking uh, a great skill set. Uh, Cooper Rush is going to definitely be under pressure. He's going to have to duplicate what he did last week and actually do better. And I think it's possible. I think you're going to see a lot more of Elliott and Pollard out of the backfield. And I think CD is going to be more of a factor with the tight end being banged up. Gallup might also return. So Dallas has a lot of factors. They want to move forward. They definitely want to keep up with Philadelphia. I believe, you know, going into the start of the season, they had a much better team on paper than the Giants. Naturally, the Dak Prescott injury takes its toll. But Dallas should be able to match up with the Giants very well in this game. Giants played over their head, like I said, the first two weeks. Unbelievable to say that they could be 3-0. and And uh, I think Dallas is going to be definitely taking a lot of money late in this game as they have all week. And you mentioned that you think that the Cowboys are going to be taking money late in this one as well, and I don't disagree with you, but how much of the money typically comes in on game day rather than the lead up to it? Because I know that a lot of the action comes in on game day, but I feel like the percentages can sometimes vary, and it feels like a game like this, just so much more of it does come in on that Monday night. Yeah, definitely, because it's a marquee divisional matchup, and a lot of people are looking to play catch-up now that they have lost, you know, so a Monday night game is the last chance to get your money back from the weekend, Greg, and definitely the public had a rough weekend, so we do have some parlay and teaser liability naturally going to both sides and the total, but you're going to see a lot of action come in late because this is such a great matchup with two good teams, I'm telling you, the Giants are unbelievably playing uh, to start the season motivated in the right direction with a new head coach and a coaching staff and Dallas definitely wants to maintain they are the favorite in this division and they have been you know in the futures market so with Cooper Rush they want to get over that hump get back to uh, maybe Dak Prescott coming back within week four or five Jerry Jones has said it you know McCarthy has said it Dak is saying that he could be ready by four or five so if you could get this extra win with Cooper Rush a lot of the betting public is going to be interested in this game, and the Giants are definitely a, a hot market at all times, any of the New York teams when they're playing well. So we're going to get great handle, Greg. And we always get great insights from you, Dwayne. Always appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. I appreciate you having me on, as always. Dwayne does terrific work at the Rampart, and coming up next, let's preview that Monday Night Football game a little bit more here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine lights on? Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. Get in zone. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix Finder, only at AutoZone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Start your football season off on the right foot by subscribing to VEASAN Pro. Get full access to everything that we are doing, including our daily picks at a glance, which that recaps all the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. 24-7 video season prep. That includes our weekly college and pro football matching matchup guides covering every game all season long. Pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to help your sports betting game. Sign up for our discounted sports or football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything that we do, not through the Super Bowl, for just $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become a part of the Sports Bank Network. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. And got it first things first. Thank our two guests that joined me in the last two segments. Dwayne Colucci does a great job over at the Rampart Race and Sportsbook. He is the director over there and just one of the most friendly men that you're going to meet out here in lovely Las Vegas. And then Dave Tooley does a great job covering every sports betting market that you're going to find. They're able to fire in on. It's always great to get those two guys aboard every single. If you're out there on the East Coast, very, very early Monday. If you're out here on the West Coast, Sunday here on the Greg Peterson Experience and we were talking about the Monday Night Football game with Dwayne a little bit earlier, so let's give a little bit more analysis on that to round out week three of the NFL, and then in the next hour, we're going to turn it forward, take a look at week four with David Baker, the Super Contest champion of 2020, so 
Yeah, you guys covered with a little bit of everything. Football tonight as this is the Dallas Cowboys being a one-point underdog as it stands right now. Total, you're finding it divided in the market between 39 and 39 and a half. And, well, there's a reason why this total is set relatively low because with the New York Giants, you knew that it was not going to be a, shall we say, offensive expedition, a just display of power from Daniel Jones or anything like that. So, we'll say like what I've seen out of Saquon Barkley first two weeks of the season, he's been able to establish a nice ground game, especially what he was able to do in week one. Week two was a little bit more pedestrian, but so far so good on that front for them. But I do think that this is a total that I set a little bit too low now. I recognize the primetime games, they have not been a hotbed for overs. As a matter of fact, we've seen one primetime game go over this season, and hey, I was on that one between the Steelers and the Browns. I have Mike Tomlin kicking a field goal to thank for that one, but it does feel like this one is a little bit too low. I feel like Cooper Rush is actually a relatively okay quarterback. If you look at the quarterbacks that started here in week three, I would certainly not call him the worst quarterback because you've got a guy by the name of Mitchell Trubisky who's getting snaps right now and you got a few others that aren't necessarily too terrific, but I do think that with Cooper Rush, he's starting to be able to form himself in. This is a case where Cooper Rush sort of has an audition right now. When Dak Prescott is back at the fold, you got to figure that Cooper Rush is not going to pull what like Mark Bolger did to Kurt Warner, what Kurt Warner did to Trent Green, heck, what Dak Prescott did to Tony Romo or anything like that. But this guy is competing to perhaps be a starter within the next few years. Look at what Matt Flynn did while he was in for the Green Bay Packers a few years ago. That was a little bit more of a one-game sample, but this is where a backup quarterback matchup replacing Michael Vick for a few weeks. That's a good example of this as well. He's right now pretty much playing for his livelihood and playing for a much, much more substantial paycheck. And if you go back to last season, which, I mean, it's not like Cooper Rush absolutely had a bunch of opportunities last year, but you can even go back to this because he had that opportunity against the Minnesota Vikings. In his first career start, he had two touchdowns, so a pick with over 300 yards and that game comes out against the Cincinnati Bengals. He does enough for the team to be able to win and looks like a very solid and competent quarterback. He's surrounded by some relatively solid pieces. I'm not going to say that this is the same team from last year because Amari Cooper, as we know, he's now with the Cleveland Browns, but I do think that it's going to be very important for the Dallas Cowboys to establish a run. Ezekiel Elliott was paid a whole bunch of money a few years ago. The guy is only 27 years old. You might as well be like 37 years old. To use a little bit of a baseball example, Madison Bumgarner is only 33 years old with the Arizona Diamondbacks, and it feels like he's like 43 years old. Ezekiel Elliott has pretty much turned into the Madison Bumgarner of NFL running backs at this point, and as we know, running backs in general have a little bit of a short shelf life, but I do think that the Cowboys have a good chance to be able to move the ball on the ground against a New York Giants team that they've been allowing right around 119 and a half rushing yards first two weeks of the season. Now, they did face off against two very solid running backs. As we know, Chris McCaffrey is on the Carolina Panthers and the Tennessee Titans. They have Derrick Henry, though. Derrick Henry, as we know, against the Buffalo Bills. That was not necessarily too terrific. That is the Bills as well. But with the New York Giants, been interesting to take a look at Danny Dimes. It sort of is progression slash lack of that with the Giants. So far, so good through two weeks. But I don't know if I want to be necessarily banking on him too much as the weapons around him aren't too bad. Sterling Shepard has been able to form himself into a very solid pass-catching option, but as we know, Kenny Galladay has two catches this season, and that's one of the biggest wastes of money we've ever seen. I'm talking about Ezekiel Elliott, possibly not 
living up to his billing. Well, that's just a big giant calamity. And when it comes to this this Giants team as well, they just have a lot of guys in the front seven that are dealing with injuries. Leonard Williams is probably not going to play in this game. Kevon Thibodeau, he is yet to make his debut. He is very, very much questionable for this game with his knee injury. Now, you got to expect him to go, but even if Thibodeau is able to go, probably not going to be 100% due to the injury that he suffered in the preseason. And that gives Cooper Rush a little bit more time. That means that he doesn't have to go up against just, I'm going to call it what it is, a very well-rounded linebacker in general as he's able to do so many things very special if you saw him at Oregon. This kid is the real deal. When he's out there for the Giants, he is going to be a difference maker. But also for the Dallas Cowboys, a team that's been hanging their head on defense a little bit more as well. The defense was really not to blame for their loss in week one against the Buccaneers. Matter of fact, I would say that they played very well in that 19-3 loss. Just a case in which Dak Prescott could not move the ball whatsoever. You got Micah Parsons, who he was absolutely amazing last season. Now, he's a little bit questionable as he's been banged up as well. You do want to be checking in on his status as well as it's not necessarily any sort of an injury. He's actually dealing with an illness, and I do think that that could be a game changer. If you, like me, are trying to find out a little bit more information on this game, I would say don't be afraid to wait a little bit, and we're actually going to be talking about this with a pro tip in a minute, but there are some cases where getting the best of the number, it's not necessarily as paramount as just having correct information because if you get a half a point better but you're betting on a team that is without really their heart and soul anchor like a Micah Parsons and half a point well it doesn't do you a whole heck of a lot of good so I do think that that is very important just as those that were betting on the on the LA Chargers because they were thinking oh we're gonna have Justin Herbert this week but with Justin Herbert clearly not being himself and I'm going to call it what it is. If you saw that hit on Thursday Night Football, if you were thinking that Justin Herbert was going to be 100%, well, that's just a case where rib injuries are not something that you want to be messing with. And that hit was really, really bad. And that I think is so important to not just gauge if a guy is in or out, but how close to 100% a player is going to be as well. Because I was just having that feeling in the back of my mind if he was going to be going, Mr. Herbert... He's not going to be 100%. That turned out to be the case. And then on top of that, you're able to just stack on top of that the fact that, well, the Chargers offensive line in general was not equipped to be able to protect him. So I always do think that this is very important. But even without Micah Parsons in the full, which that would be a big giant loss, you still have out there Anthony Barrow they picked up. He's able to do a solid job. It's still going to be a relatively solid linebacking core. And you've got someone in Trayvon Diggs who's been exposed a little bit more, but we know that he is a ball hawk. He's able to do a good job in terms of being able to get some interceptions. And for the Dallas Cowboys, line is a little bit of an issue, which is why I do think that some quick passes for Cooper Rush that clearly doesn't move around quite as well as Zach Prescott. That is going to be very important. And getting someone like Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard out of the backfield, I think is going to be very important in alleviating some of that pressure with Pollard being a little bit of the better pass catcher. But even with these concerns with the Dallas Cowboys, I would still be looking at them as of right now. Now, I personally am going to want to hold off on this game because, well, you just have your injury concerns in general with both the Dallas Cowboys and, for that matter, the New York Giants going back to that Thibodeau injury. So I personally, at current numbers, would be looking at the Cowboys if you're able to get like more of an even money money line if you're finding only about a five cent difference or no difference whatsoever in terms of a minus 110 and getting a point. I would say just take the point because you're really not paying too much more for it. If it's 
like a minus 105 money line and it said you could get a point at minus 110, you're pretty much pay- paying five cents for a point. And typically that is a charge of 10 cents for every half a point. So I do think that that is something that is worthwhile. So that's what I'm taking a look at in terms of the Monday Night Football game, along with the over something that we took away from our number one. And for all these VEASAN pro tips, you're able to go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe as we give one out every single hour is just take a look at early numbers in the NFL because even if you're not going to fire in on them, you can take a little bit of a contrarian angle. You're able to gauge the value. And typically, if you're looking to fire in early, that's when a lot of the best numbers are going to be available. And on these look at lines, they're posted up a full week at some books even more in advance. So that is our pro tip for hour number one. And in hour number two, we're going to lead off with a little bit of baseball here on VSIN, Esports Bank Network. time baby and you're just lying there watching on the couch Uh uh-uh that's not gonna cut it you need to get in the game with bet river sportsbook there you go now you're live in the action live in game bets live player prime bets live player prime bets live player prime bets hey sarah i love that spring break vlog you posted on zigazoo omg you watched it yeah it was so cool I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 